One, two, <laughs> three. I hope we didn't even clap on the sink. I guess I do have to sink these, don't we? Um, well, you'll have. Uh, that should do it. Yes, because I'm... you'll have three audio files, one that has both. Oh, okay. And then yours yeah, it's always and in... then mine. It's always interesting when we do it off the board. There, It's stereo, so it kind of always gives me two of each one anyway. And so there's the mix, mix sound. and then there's the you and me, and there's like three no channels. There's the channel that the computer is on, but after the half hour mark, when it makes a new file, all the stuff on the computer go up into the Brian's channel somehow. So and the mix channel, yeah, it's very strange. Huh. Um, yeah, so yes, we are, we are live from sitting behind a table in a crowded mall, which is something I didn't think I would ever say. In 2022. In 2022. It very much looks like 1992. It does. It kind of feels that way in many ways. So we are at the, what I believe is the first annual first ever CoovCon, which is a little convention at the uh, Vancouver Mall. And uh, the Unipiper's here and invited me to do his booth with him again. And neither of us knew what to expect. And apparently the communication was a little last minute and stuff with Brian. And so Brian's like, I think this is going to be kind of a, a, kind a, of a crap shot. Right. Yeah. And so we got here and set up. And so it's more like there's not, it's not a themed convention. Like it's not a comic convention. It's just sort of a pop culture-y type thing, I guess. And lots of anime and, and, and cosplay. I was going to say cross-dressing. Cosplay. Um, and so we didn't know what to expect, but we're, they're just, they set us up like where the kiosks go in the walkway. And it's phenomenal. Like, especially yeah. for a first con that someone put on, even doing that is usually messy yeah. and things go wrong and all that. And, but yeah, I am wildly impressed and there's tons of people here and people dressed up and. Yeah, and you and I were trying to estimate uh, the percentage of like, people are here for con, people here for, just to go to the mall. To walk around the mall like and, old people do. I've right. saw a couple old walkers. Right. Plenty. And uh, you, know, you said there was one family that went by. We came here to go to the library. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Him and his two very stunned and shy looking children. <laughs> <laughs> With furries surrounding them. Yes, yeah, a, a sailor, a, five sailor moons walk by. <laughs> and the, and the regiment of uh, stormtroopers. Stormtroopers, yeah. Which, God, those costumes, we were talking about that. Those costumes are so neat to see up close. They're just, I mean, they are screen quality. Yeah. There's the stormtroopers and there's a um, Mandalorian and a couple of the Jawas. And it's it's really neat. Um, I think there was even an Ewok. Just a, oh, funny. <laughs> a lady in a Or was that costume. a furry? Yeah. <laughs> she, got, she can go either way. Um, so yeah, we're just kind of hanging out behind the booth and people are walking by. So you're hearing the amb This is like our ASMR episode. Right. So you're, you might hear some real-time transactions as people ask <laughs> about what's going on and become disappointed when I tell them, no, I'm not the Unipiper. Where's the Unibomber? <laughs> uh, uh, he's not totally. here, but the Unipiper's here. No, but I mean, and I, I don't know why, like, it could be that this is the first thing, thing post-pandemic that I've kind of done, notebook-wise. So to do that is fun again, and to see people dressed up is fun again. But there's something that I'm just so 
delighted about this use of the mall space. Yeah. Because it's like there's tons of people here. Some are here for just the mall, like we said, and it's just great to see a, a public building where you don't you can exist without having to pay money. Hello. But yeah, love it. I just using this space is is so, and I hope I hope that more places will be doing this, more mall spaces because there's like a little black box theater in here and there's like a bowling alley over there and there's cornhole out front for people to play and sit around and just to have a community space where people can gather totally. without there's a uh, an Instagram influencer store where you can have your own, make your own photos in oh, little wow. Instagram scenes. There's an anime so, all. There's an all anime store over there with all just anime <laughs> stuff. They have Wonder, not One Direction. Uh, what's the K-pop? The big, huge K-pop uh, group. K I'm totally <laughs> blanking. They're, they're like the biggest band in the world, but they're not One Direction. Uh, they're ten dollars. Um, yeah, so it's just, yeah, things are hustling, people are dressed up. People Hi! Um, most of them are $3, and there's a couple that are like 5 but yeah, for the most part, they're 3 I was saying that, talking to Brian, too, how most of my stuff is VHS-based, so it's, you know, 80s and 90s, the way we remember it. But now I'm having to get more stuff for millennials. So like I've never gotten like Jimmy Neutron or SpongeBob because like that does nothing for me. I was like 25 when that came out. Right. And now there's a whole generation of new people investing in nostalgia like that. Right. And, and, and the nostalgia is when we were old. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the year 2000 was almost a quarter century ago. <laughs> And you are when we are when we arrived here. I'm like, I remember this mall from 27 years ago. <laughs> yes. Oh, nice. Awesome. So let's do three, six. So ten bucks for all of those. Awesome. Thank you. This is either going to be a nightmare to edit or knowing me, a nightmare to listen to because I'm not going <laughs> to want to go back edit. and edit anything out. But there goes uh, Link. A guy just says Link, but he also has a camera. So I'm not quite sure on my Link lore what's happening, what's happening with that. But yeah, it is, it's just kind of good to be, good to be back out again. Yeah, it's, it's uh, really well done. So the the KubeCon is free, except if you want like VIP all access. Yeah, there's a couple is, guests, is, special guests here, and um, but yeah, there's a, co a, a cosplay contest at some point. I saw there's a little a lady leading leading a little how to do lightsaber yep. learning classes for like Jedi. little kids, how to be a Jedi. Um, oh, and I, there's. When I first got here, I saw the lady dressed as a contestant from Squid Game. Yep. But then there was also one of the guards, like the full-on, and that's employees of the mall, Brian said, yeah. are dressed like that, which is such a cool touch, I so thought. So smart. So, yeah, I'm, I'll have to look into more who put this on, but for a first 
convention in an untested space to do something like this. It's really well done. And it is just nice to be in a, in a mall again. I spent so much of my childhood in a mall, like Did you? from middle school through high school. Wow. And we I, I didn't spend a ton of time, but we would go every now and then. I just, what's weird to me is that there's, I don't know that there's a space now that kids use to gather in person without adults, you know, being right on right. top of them. Like, I don't think that space exists, except for maybe like skate parks and stuff. But I, is there just, do kids just not hang out in real life anymore? Like, where do they do that? Twitch. I guess. <laughs> but or, yeah, there's no video games yeah, or Twitch, yeah. physical uh, place for them just to hang out and right. be together without being totally supervised, but still being supervised in like a, a bigger sense. So, but I miss it. I, malls are, well, malls were the internet, kind of. Yeah. Like, that's how you had a window into the, what was going on and the new music and who's doing what. And yeah, Wow, we definitely. are old. We are <laughs> a half century old, not a quarter century, like 2000s. But. Yeah. Uh, Spencer's still exists. Oh, uh, does it? Yeah. I haven't seen Spencer's yet. Brian said there's an FYE, which is one of the CD and entertainment stores. So yeah. I'll have to go check to see if they had my... Madonna CD that I was searching for, which I did. Oh, I showed you that I finally, of course, thought, well, duh, Music Millennium will have my Madonna CD. And they had it in all formats, and I got a special little thing for a record player for it. And so kudos again to, I'd never been to that location of, of um, Music Millennium, because they closed, I think, their one that was by Powell's, but there's one up on Burnside yep. still. And it's huge, just like okay. the three different adjoining things, and it was a really neat store. Uh, originally, that used to be a Piggly Wiggly shopping center. Uh, Piggly, a Piggly Wiggly? Yeah. Yeah. I, what? Yes. <laughs> was that like the only one on the West Coast or did they used to be like more of I them? I think that there used to be more of them out, out in the West. This was, uh, you know, the 40s and 50s kind of uh, okay. era. Like wow. Way, way back in the day. That's one of those uh, stores that you just like, I guess like the plaid pantry, how like to everyone on the outside is the most ridiculous little string of words that you've ever put together, but you just get so used to it that you're like, yeah. Just go to the plaid pantry. Gonna go to the Piggly, Piggly Wiggly. Piggly Wiggly. Well, should we attempt to... Read a couple of news read stories? Read a couple of news stories. Yes, okay. we, we put all of our, on this magic iPad, I was worried because I wasn't gonna bring my computer. I also brought the computer. Okay, just in case. <laughs> just in case. I got FOMO of being away, from not reading it off a computer. So, <laughs> so I've heard oh, about I this. Right into that. <laughs> Clapping. Uh, oh, maybe I should do that a second. <laughs> just, that starts a slow clap around that. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I did cut out that story, and the reason these are two next, I got depressed and didn't want to read any more about it and then i saw a link to that next story and i thought oh that's better yeah so despite continued violence portland windshield smasher won't be charged and if you read more about the individual like they have a history of violent and crimes. did you see the video of like guy driving down the street and like this guy bicycling the other way picks up a giant rock and like smashes oh his window. Gosh. Like not a, it's not a crack or whatever. It's like a boulder through the front window. So our, um, our 
theory that's going around, which included somebody posting the same theory on Reddit yesterday, was Portland Public Police is holding back on enforcement of things to increase the urgency for funding and political support, which uh, is is terrible and makes sense. Uh, yes, that's like a that's like a puzzle piece where like the picture on that piece wore off, so you're not sure what it's from. It fits in that hole. Right. You can't prove it. Maybe it's a mass-produced right. puzzle. Maybe it's right. And it's not an official policy or anything like no. that. It just uh, yeah. Uh, the godless, what did they call, uh, what did they call us, the law, not lawless city, but I forget what Trump called us. <laughs> when Shithole country. <laughs> yes, we were just lumped in with them. Uganda and Portland. <laughs> oh, there's the Mandalorian. He's upstairs. Oh, him and Boba, him and Boba Fett are hanging out upstairs right now. Which, I mean, I was saying this early too, like, the costumes are just so screen-ready that, like, even in real life, you can feel that, like, little eight-year-old, like, oh, it's the real thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm such a sucker for that Mandalorian costume. But yeah, that first, that first story, I linked off of it. So you can read more about the Portland Window Smasher, but the most important is that the uh, is Batman Day is coming up. Appropriately, we did see a guy dressed in full full Batman regalia. Yeah, uh, we think he was Batman. The Batman Day is celebrated each year on the third Saturday in September, and they are re-releasing into the theaters um, some of the classic Batman movies. So there's Batman Mask of the Phantasm, which is the animated movie. But the 1989 Batman and Batman Returns are coming back to theaters on September 17. The special releases will be screened in all states and Puerto Rico, except Hawaii, Nebraska, Missouri, Vermont, Wyoming, and Washington, D.C. What? None of which have anything in common from what I've seen. Hawaii, Nebraska, Missouri, Vermont, Wyoming, and Washington, D.C. Uh, who, who has terrible food for 1,000? <laughs> uh, I don't know what else is. Although Hawaii, maybe, would add the good food out of that one. But yes, yeah. Missouri, not known for their cuisine. Um, Fan of the Opera is going to be closing yes. down uh, on January 26th, which is its 35th anniversary. And it, oh, the final performance will be on February 18th. Uh, on Broadway alone, the musical has played more than 13,500 performances wow. to 19.5 million people. Uh, and that's just at the, the Majestic Theater in, on Broadway, but I mean, that's been traveling around for the last 35 years. It's the largest single generator of income and jobs in Broadway history. In New York alone, it, it employed an estimated 6,500 people, including 400 actors, uh, have been employed during its three-decade run. So that is pretty crazy that that has been running for so, so long. Do you remember when uh, the four of us went to see Phantom of the Opera in at the Keller Auditorium. Is that one of the times I've seen it? Because I've seen it two or three times. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, oh, you're right. I me, do remember that. Uh, me and my roommate uh, and buddy from the Navy, Mike. Both, had both a, of our exes. <laughs> your ex. Had uh, except yours just a roommate. <laughs> so uh, we had that our times messed up, and oh. we showed up like. 
20 minutes late or we showed up at the start time which was when they a half don't an hour let late. people in they yeah. don't let people in until the next transition scene and then they shuttled us down to see it and your, your wife walk. was pissed <laughs> <laughs> i know she was so like <laughs> well being i don't remember it she must not have been too too busy but yeah oh that's funny yeah it, it was a neat thing to see it was the first kind of one of the i've seen that and joseph and the amazing technicolor dream coat and I think I saw Les Mis, but I put off seeing Les Mis for a long time because it's my favorite book. And the musical was just kind of okay. It's good. Um, but yeah, uh, wonder how long before they're going to reboot that and just bring it, bring it right back. Uh, so Portland Airport to install a new wooden roof, a nine acre, 18 million pound handcrafted wooden roof is making a landing at PBX as part of a major expansion project for the airport's main terminal. Construction has been underway for the last year and a half, and oh, is, is that what's being built outside, out by the I don't, they runway? have, that, I left that picture in there because I thought that was gonna be the thing that you know went over outside, but it looks to be the internal, the inside roofing. Got of it. it. So there's, kind of like there's another wood. building being built outside uh, near the uh, near the end of one of the runways. Kind of, okay. it's away from everything, and so maybe they're fabricating the the roof. It out could there be, yeah, because it sounds like moving it inside. Yep, yep, yep. yep I think so. Huh. Uh, the project is expected to be completed by the end of 2025. Wow. Holy so yeah, there's like 20, oh, 20 sections that weigh 600,000 pounds. Uh, and so they must be because they're moving it and it takes like 10, 20 days or whatever. Each to section put will take about four nights to move a line and slide into place over the terminal. More than 95% of the wood is sourced from Oregon and Washington following mass timber standards and practices that make forests healthier and buildings more sustainable. Wow. Nice. Well, you take that next one because I think there's another one coming up. Officials suggest wearing a helmet after aggressive owl reported at SeaTac <laughs> Park. Who? Um, <laughs> a sign posted at the park and tweeted by the city said park goers should use caution or avoid the area until the owl moves on. <laughs> There's so many great sentences in this article. The, the sign also said, if you must walk past a nest, wave your arms slowly <laughs> overhead to keep the birds at a distance. Other protective actions include wearing a hat <laughs> or helmet or carrying an umbrella. Often the owls will hoot repeatedly before attacking to warn people to stay out of their territory. <laughs> uh, this person said, they should take the hooting as a sign to move on. <laughs> it's nature is telling you no. <laughs> Though there have been incidents in the past where people have, have been scratched by an owl, attacks are generally rare, though owl aggression happens across North America. No owl injuries so far, have been reported in the safe. park. We have been safe, but is anyone safe? Well, is this injuries of owls? No owl. No owl. <laughs> they have one every time. Well, you see videos that there's a bird in Australia. I'm blanking on the name of it, but like a magpie maybe. Okay. But they like t 
totally will die and like bikers will have helmet cams or whatever and like they'll aggressively and they'll follow you for like a mile just like dive bombing and pecking your head to get, get out of your area birds man we do not think this is an easy problem at all and it may well take more than 10 to 20 years before we can finally have a casual chat with a robot like that would be a friend what the <laughs> heck so here's what i think happens i think that's a dangling <laughs> well the fact that birds aren't real and that they're <laughs> that's robots, right uh, robot. i think that's a dangling last paragraph to a different article that i put in a different spot so that'll be a fun game for everyone to follow. Which article does that belong to? <laughs> nice. So, um, child poverty in the United States fell by 46% in 2021, a record low achieved by, uh, largely by expanding the child tax credit. The figures reflect an alternate scale <laughs> developed by the Bureau known as the Supplemental Poverty Measure that accounts for non-cash benefits like housing subsidies, tax credits and federal nutrition assistance. The Bureau attributed much of the decline to uh, tax credits, uh, which Democrats through the American Rescue Plan increased about $1,500 for kids eight, under the age of six and about um, up to $1,000 for six, uh, children between six and 17. Ooh, there's a very nice goat, goat cosplay walking by. Oh, here are people that are gonna be um, uh, very excited that the Unipiper is here and only to find out that I'm out there tomorrow. <laughs> to find out they, I was not him. They saw that you were not the Unipiper. And they but good to see that the Unipiper is reaching Gen Z. Yep. His, his reach is wide. Um, the analysis uh, found that improvements in unemployment rates, single mothers' labor force participation, and a state level minimum wage laws all contributed to a 59% decline in child poverty from 1993 to 2019. So that is a pretty substantial uh, gains in getting rid of, I guess not gains, but uh, losses in that. Um, let's see. Oh, speaking of you, me and Brian, who is not here right now, but Oregonians will get another chance to witness a solar eclipse in 2023. I went past, I went past our rest stop on the way back from Colorado where we saw the eclipse and I pulled off there and I was like, looks much different without 50,000 people <laughs> pulled off into it. I went past the famed cement factory. Oh yeah. That's yeah. in dust or whatever that, okay. <laughs> that town is called. Um, and and yeah. how would you say this word? It's A-N-N-U-L-A-R. Yeah, annular. Annular, okay. Annular eclipse happens when the moon passes between the sun and the earth while the moon is at the furthest point from the earth. Uh, unlike the 2017 one, it's not gonna be uh, entirely obscured by the moon. It's that a bright sun ring will follow along the edges of the moon. On Saturday, October 14, 2023, the line of eclipse will pass over Albany, Eugene, Springfield, Roadford, Roseburg and Medford before continuing southeast. So for a little more, a little less than four and a half minutes it will happen. So still looking back on that, that was, it's just hard to describe that magical feeling of when it like fully went on and just how, how crazy that was. My uncle um, has a place down there uh, in that path. Oh, okay. So maybe we can- uh, We can go see the annular, annular, annular it's the new vulnerable uh okay you take the next two and then the next one is the long one that i'm saving for cool. 
a nutritionally enhanced. Should we check to see? I'm, are these recording? Do we know that for sure? Ever since we lost half of that Portland at the movies. Oh, yeah, 23, 23 minutes. All right. 56. There we go. Yeah. And we have the backups of each of these. We have nine backups so, as one yeah. backup is none backup, as they say. <laughs> a nutritionally enhanced, genetically modified purple tomato approved by U.S. regulators. There's U.S. regulators of tomatoes? Of tomatoes. I believe it's the FDA, the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration. Oh, they've been gene edited. So the tomatoes have been gene edited to produce 10 times more antioxidants called <laughs> anthocyanins that pre-existing, 10 times more than pre-existing uh, varieties. The 2008 study reported testing the health effects of this anti-siphon boosted tomato on mice engineered, engineered to develop cancer. I know. That was why I left that sentence in because it was like mice developed to get cancer. The mice fed a diet supplement with the purple tomatoes were found to live 30% longer than mice fed a regular diet. It's certainly the first example of a GMO with a trait that really offers a potentially potential benefit for all consumers. So yeah, it'll be an interesting new era of science food. Police track AirPods to locate stolen vehicle with baby inside in Philadelphia. So the Philadelphia Police Department's Special Victims Unit is... <laughs> SVU, SVU, wherever this is, Philadelphia. Philly, Philly SVU, <laughs> is investigating the incident. Authorities say a baby was inside a Nissan Rogue taken taken from the 800 block of Arnold Street in the Fox Chase section of the city. Uh, so I left my AirPods at a hotel. Oh, okay. They were taken from the hotel to a local house. And so I contacted the hotel. I'm like, hey, this is my fault. I left them behind. But I believe that Maybe one of your staff found it and took it home. And is taking it home, and so um, it resulted in like a uh, a minor drama that lasted almost a week, as there was only one person, and she's like the little old lady of the of the hotel that okay. has been there for twenty years. Uh -oh. Not a suspect, but. She is in my mind. Everyone's a suspect. Everyone's a sp those suspect. Old, it's those old ladies that are so got fast fingers. The, the manager of the hotel went to the physical address where the tracking led it to. It's like, hey, there's some, and the guy freaked out on him and, and started lunging at him and was Did they gonna know, fight. Was he one of the like, employees or who no, was he, just some guy? Nobody that is employed there lives on that street at all. And so... It must have, I wonder if it's just the guy after you that came in there. Oh, I, wow. Right. And so um, we can pull it up right now. <laughs> So those are the same thing as the find my iPhone in them? Yep. And so wow. under devices, we have... Can you, t can you 
remote take control of the things and we can talk to him? I can play a sound. <gasps> oh my gosh. It's only too when far they're away. connected oh. and they're not connected anymore. He paired so, it to someone else. Yep. You should so be you can't you can't uh, pair them. They can't be used by somebody else until I release them. So they're oh, locked so they're down. worthless. Oh they're wow, worthless. you bricked them. Bricked them. Wow. So, oh, that's great. That's some that's some handy technology oh, built yeah. into those to prevent people from walking away. And all right, so this one is a little bit longer, but there's a lot of interesting concepts in it. Uh, Visa joins Mastercard and American Express, and specifically, maybe I should. <laughs> we have a table full of people, and so I don't want to just launch into violence. <laughs> into the story. Oh, here comes some some rather well done uh, furry costumes. One of them is like a skeleton wolf, and the other one is a bright turquoise like Sully from from uh, Monsters Inc., but is some sort of little. Wolf, little wolf creature. of some creature. I forget what the what's the word for where a where a where kind. I think not a werewolf or whatever. What are the kids are telling me? Because there's a whole Dungeons and Dragons class of where creatures or whatever. Nice. Um, all right, this is very weird to do without headphones on. By the way, <laughs> uh, three dollars. Three dollars. Okay. Yep. Ooh, he came to our table. Oh, he has a mask on top of the mask, too. One of the delightful furries that are stopping by. It must make it easier to see. There are some elaborate handmade costumes, too. I saw one like made out of cardboard that looked like a, it was a helmet with a chainsaw coming out of it that was also like an alien mouth or something like that. It was huh. really, there's a lot of work put into a lot of these yeah. home costumes that are fun to see. Well, I guess I'll continue the story. Uh, Visa joins MasterCard and American Express in specifically labeling gun store sales. Previously, gun store sales were labeled as general merchandise. The move by Visa signals a major victory for gun control advocates who argue that a separate category for gun store sales will help them track suspicious quantities of firearm sales that could potentially lead hmm. to a mass shooting. But, of course, gun rights advocates and gun lobbyists has said categorizing gun shop sales would be unfair to the industry given that most firearm sales do not result in mass shootings. Out of curiosity, would you do a deal if I bought three? Yes. Um, well, that sheer one is pretty nice, though. Um, how about we do... Well... That sheer one's pretty nice. I would do yeah. 10 bucks for all three of them. 10 for all three? Yeah. Oh, okay, so sheer, not three? Sheer, not three. Okay. Sheer's a little more, yeah. All right, I'll do 10. All right, um, cool. Do you do card or? Yeah, I can do card. Okay. Ooh, Mark Vamp. <laughs> do a do a play by play, I guess. So we're gonna have to clap again. <laughs> Tell it. Let's. Let's. Ooh, tell him, Mark. Tell him about the um, typing it in versus. Yeah, we swiping. We were we were talking about the the four eight app for PayPal and Venmo. Now, uh, if if you don't have the little swiper, you can manually swiper. enter. <laughs> you can manually enter the codes, but the uh, 
percentage rate that they what take is out what, uh, is, 98665. is higher if you manually put the numbers in. And we think it's because the uh, Do you want an email receipt or anything? We think it's because the risk is higher when you manually enter a code. Because you don't have to have the card present. You just take a picture of the code. Cool. Thank you very much. How'd that damping go, Mark? Ter terrible. <laughs> I'm, I should not be in broadcast journalism. You're not the color commentary not is not your strong point. No. <laughs> um, well, back to this gun control story. Um, so yeah, Visa wants to is is going to. They were general merchandise, and they want to make a special category. A gun rights advocate says it's not fair because most firearm sales do not result in mass shootings. Um, but with uh, but I would say that 100% of the mass shootings are a result of a gun. <laughs> yes. Well, and merchant categories, uh, it's not just a gun store thing. They have a code for every type of purchase, including supermarkets, clothing stores, coffee shops, like every retailer has their own right. thing, but they're just general mer uh, merchandise. Um, so with all these credit card companies doing it, there's going to be more pressure for on the banks then if the uh, banks wanted to decide if it would permit purchases categorized as gun shop sales yes. on their cards. So, they would be able to say, well, our cards, we don't want them to work because we don't want this line of... <coughs> how, how is our world so structured to be anti-human? Like, every, every, all of the challenges that we have in our society are, are, there's corporations who want more money and humans who don't want to die. And, and the corporations are winning. How can they both exist? <laughs> right. It's impossible. And, uh... um, so for instance, in 2016 at the Pulse nightclub shooting, uh, the gunman purchased more than $26,000 worth of guns and ammunition using credit cards. Uh, gun rights activists con contest that tracking gun stores would target legal gun purchases because merchant codes only label the type of merchant, not the specific items. So you can get a gun safe, for uh, example, which is thousands and thousands of dollars. But Crimea River, um, right. quote from Lars Darkside, <laughs> whatever his last name is, Dalseed, if that is your real last name, <laughs> National Rifle Spokesman, uh, Association Spokesman says, this decision to create a firearm-specific code is nothing more than a capitulation to anti-gun politicians and activists bent on eroding the rights of law-abiding Americans one transaction at a time. Meanwhile, <laughs> PayPal is <laughs> coding my right. hobby right. thing with... So... But we'll see where the... The current cookie crumbling is gonna is finished somewhere, but so yeah, Visa, Visa, Mastercard, and Amex uh, all are currently going to change to do that. So, well, one last story, Mark. Robots taught to laugh at jokes <laughs> to make it more human. We need one of these for your dad jokes. Yes. Ha ha ha! Ha ha ha! Researchers at the Kyoto University in Japan are using artificial intelligence 
which is really a term that has been thrown around yeah, it's, it so means wildly. It's, it's the woke of the technology world. Right. Like It just means whatever you want it to mean. Right. Uh, to train robots about appropriate laughter and to differentiate between chuckles and rip-roaring squeals. Writers in the, writing in the journal of Frontiers in Robotics and AI, my favorite journal, <laughs> they describe the working robot called Erica with the hope of making conversations more natural. Creating a shared laughter model, the researchers used AI to help detect laughter, decide whether to laugh, and also what kind of laughter would be best. Four short two to three minute dialogues between real people and Erica were, were used to test the system. Four short two to three minute dialogues. That is like barely testing to see if your batteries are on. What is going on? <laughs> uh, however, the experts said there's more work to do to truly create natural laughter situations. Well, they should test it with the Mark and Todd cast. Right. <laughs> see how silent Just play that be. over and over. <laughs> will be the control group or whatever to make sure that it's not just laughing at everything. It sounds like a joke, but it is not funny. Therefore, I will not laugh. I detect a setup and punchline. However, no humor. I heard that at the Market Podcast. Why does that other robot keep saying I barely knew her when there is no her mentioned in the story? Uh, experts say that there is more work to do to create truly natural laughter situations. Um, the doctor said robots should actually have a distinct character and we think they should show that through their conversational behaviors, such as laughing, eye gaze gestures, and speaking styles. So I believe this is where the previous, let's see, previous uh, ending paragraph oh. of, we do not think this is an easy problem to solve at all, and it may take make 10 to 20 years before we can finally have a <laughs> casual chat with a robot like we would with a friend. So, that it's not about the aggressive owl. Oh yeah, there goes the Batman guy again. So, so yeah, those are, those are some news stories in the most, in the most distracting environment we could ever possibly be in. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, in the la in last minute, I saw uh, a Predator and a Princess. Oh, I missed <laughs> Predator. I saw yeah. Princess. Uh, the Predator just went by that way. Oh, fantastic. There's yeah. the one that I couldn't figure out, and she stopped at the table, a nice lady, um, who <laughs> uttered the best sentence I've ever heard. When her friends came up, she said, Oh, there's a place giving out free Pokeballs if you follow them on Insta. <laughs> and she pulls out like this shiny little Pokemon ball of some sort. <laughs> but she's she was dressed as a like her her dress style was the Sailor Moon, which is kind of a uh, the uh, the um, looked like a sailor, but a short anime skirted uh, type lady. But her that dress she was wearing was brown and tan. And she had a little tiny baby Yoda, like a handmade little stuffed one, sewn into like where her, her clavicle would be, right above her chest, into the costume. Hmm. And so it's not anything from The Mandalorian, because right. that's not anime. And so the only thing I can think of is a, a Sailor Moon, but on Tatooine. So <laughs> who knows, but a lot of effort. It was a really neat costume. but. Nice. Yeah, so it's fun to, to see the super niche ones that are either just a, a in honor of the series or like a specific one. Like there's that one that has 
Now that's the second one because I saw, unless they just went outside and painted it, there's a guy with a chainsaw. That I guess I already mentioned that the chainsaw with a cardboard teeth face that looks like Spawn from Spider-Man, but if he had a chainsaw coming from his forehead. So there's either two of those cardboard ones going around, or they went out and painted that one. Yeah, since the I've, first time I saw it. I have but, no idea what that one is. Yeah. But, yeah. But super neat. Yeah, what a great what a great idea to have this. The place has been slowing down a little bit than it was uh, first in the morning, but they it's just been a, a neat experience to get back out here. So, so uh, look out for next year. Uh, this is a one day only thing yeah, this yeah, yeah. year. Yeah. And so uh, look for it next year and we'll we'll keep you up to date. But yeah, I'm also hoping there's more because the bummer about the big Comic Cons is that they're like super fun to go to and they're like family friendly and all that, but it costs like 40 bucks to get in. Right. And so A, that leaves no money for the people who are vendors, you know, making and you're crafts. Park, parking a mile away and you're dealing with lines and crowds yeah. and everything. This is very accessible. You know, I parked in front of JC Penny. Yeah, and I could bring my all my kids just to walk around and look at the fun costumes yeah. and stuff like yeah. that. So. And you're seeing eighty percent of it for free. Yeah. And if you want to go deeper, if you want to meet Yuri from season four of Stranger Things and Lady from Teen Wolf, or not? Yeah, Teen Wolf, the TV series, which Jelly. apparently was on for six seasons. Six seasons. And a movie, Community style, they did six seasons and a movie. For Teen Wolf, I couldn't get one more than one season of uh, Freaks and Geeks. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, well, that was that was fun to broadcast here. Totally All right, well, live and on the spot. So thanks everyone for listening. Yeah, and we'll see you next time. And we'll play you out with this wonderful. A oh, I just spit all over the place. <laughs> Thankfully, I just got my second booster. I got the experimental booster. Oh, nice! Uh, a couple days ago, which totally fine. Didn't get sick at all. Was I don't know if I'm just getting used to being jabbed by a needle or it just hurt less, but yeah. So I'm unmasked here. I'm, I've been still, not paranoid, but just up to this point, still just kind of doing masks in grocery yep. stores. And I spend a lot of time in convenience stores. So the fact that I'm wearing, not wearing a full hazmat suit shows that I'm not paranoid. Yep. So, but we will take you off with, out with the wonderful ASMR ambience of being at a mall which is something that I've missed. So we'll talk to you guys later. Bye-bye. It is interesting with the sound control, because I was telling you that Brian wasn't very loud in here at all, but in convention centers, everything is a concrete floor, square wall, like, it's so loud and in here they've really i mean malls must have obviously done so much research in sound management and stuff like that but anyway bye I'll take that one.